0: Welcome to the Baseball Doesn't Fall, Far From the Tree podcast. For this episode, we will be dipping into the archives of old interviews that I conducted. For this segment, we will be talking with Dick Drago from an interview we had on May 20th, 2014. Dick pitched 13 years in the MLB with the Kansas City Royals, Boston Red Sox, California Angels, Baltimore Orioles, and then finished up with the Seattle Mariners. Dick was both a swingman, starting, and also relieving. He pitched in two games in the 1975 World Series with the Boston Red Sox. Dick and I will discuss the art of pitching both today and yesterday. Unfortunately, we literally ran out of tape, but please enjoy Dick's wisdom.
1: Hey, I'm to Speak to Dick. Uh, Hey, Hey, this is Bob Hurt. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. So, uh, would, would you be willing to talk, uh, a little bit about, I, I don't know if you remember the questions I wanted to ask about influence?
2: Um, I think you had posted some, a couple of things, but... Okay. Well, basically... I'll answer the best I can. Okay. Well, ba- basically what I'll ask you is,
1: um, you know, how old you were when you started playing, who got you started playing, and then who was your, inf- you know, who were some of the influences or who influenced you during your professional uh, career? So, uh, how old were you when you started playing?
2: Oh, Jesus. As long as as I can remember, uh, I mean, not organized, but uh, back then we played, you know, again, it was a little different era. Right. In the 50s, so we were outside and played. I remember playing at four or five years old in the playground you know uh, and uh, you know just took to it and I I remember getting my first glove after I think it was after I'd gone to the dentist (laughs) (laughs) when I not very good. Yeah. Well, so I think I had some baby teeth pulled. I remember my dad bringing, bringing a glove home for me. You know, that
1: that's funny you say that, because I remember my first time to the dentist, my mother bought me a model of uh, Willie Mays making that catch. Remember the, oh, really? The cat, yeah. No. <laughs> oh. Because I, I had, you know, I... I guess my checkup, I had to have a tooth pulled or something, and, you know, it was pretty tough for me, and, uh, you know, my mother knew I was a big, you know, baseball fan, so we went to the local hobby store, and it was, uh, they had a bottle of Mazes Catch, uh, from, uh, what was it, 1954, I guess. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we were just in a neighborhood. It was kind of those neighborhoods. You, you went down the street and there was a place to play.
2: There was a playground. There was a like, place called Asbury Park that, you know, I could walk. It was, well, no, that was afterwards. It was before when I was four or five. It was kind of, we walked. There was a junior high school, I think, right. across the street. And we'd just go over there. It was actually blacktop. Oh, wow. You know, the, the, the field, the, the whole thing was blacktop with a backstop and painted base so that's kind of where we kind of played even then and until we moved and you know when I was like uh fourth grade so what it made me about eight yeah you know, we okay. moved and my dad had a house built we could walk down to Asbury park which was probably about seven houses down it had a baseball field you know a dirt field okay so so i, I, I took to baseball early on and i remember listening to the tigers on the radio as a kid right you know and and followed every game that they ever played so that was kind of I got started early. Now, who, what was there anybody that I mean, like, uh, did your
1: well, because your your well, father, my dad, did, was
2: he, a, my dad was a big influence. I mean, as far as he loved baseball, and, right? You know, and uh, we used to take we used to the street when we moved to that house and funny. uh he played catch with me you know across the street I lived, the funny thing is i moved right across the street from the grade school oh really so and the same thing there there was the, pay, the parking lot was paved and we used to play in that but in the front you know after school we go to the uh, yard across the street i could just walk across the street and there was grass oh great and we just played catch yeah and that's how i did and um i was other than uh, having a ball, I used to throw a ball against the wall there, you know, right. the school wall I had a ball in, and I'd throw it against the wall and, and you know, it would come back to me until I wore the ball out, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now, we did a lot of that stuff, and even with tennis balls, so.
1: Holy. Now, were you
2: always uh, a pitcher or did you play other
1: positions before that? I mean. Well, I was always a pitcher, but I played other positions. I mean, I didn't
2: start out trying to do that. I mean, it was yeah. just that I played catch, and my dad, you know, recognized I had a good arm. Yeah. When I tried out for Little League, you know, Little League, you couldn't, I think it was 10. Right. Back then, uh, they had the Little League at 10, and it was down there at that uh, park that they had the tryouts. Okay. And uh, we went down there and um, went on the field, and uh, the coach at the time, it, you know, I was only 10. Right. Nine. I was really 9. Um, and he says, you know, told me to go out to right field, figuring that I was probably the worst player, right? Right. You know, there was at the time, you know. And um, my dad was watching this practice, and he was seeing all the kids on the mound throwing. And he went up to the coach. He says, "Hell!" He says, "My dad can, my son can throw better than all of them." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he kind of rolled his eyes. Yeah, it yeah. Like, oh, just my dad. Uh, another dad said you yeah, know, another, another dad. Yeah. So he said, "Well, we'll give him a try." And the next day, I went down there and went on on the mound, and you could see that I could pitch, and I, I started pitching from then on. Oh. You know, other than um playing shortstop when I didn't pitch, I was always short or first or somewhere else Um, up until, you know, later on, but, uh, you know, pitchers are generally the best best athletes. Oh, sure, sure. Because they have the best arms, so, right. but I really started pitching when I was 10. You know, organized, literally, peewees. Well, it's colors. probably all those, all those uh, balls you threw against that wall and everything. I know yeah. that
1: I have this, a similar story that that's what I did. There was a tennis court that had a, uh, you know, like a um, cinder block wall that was painted, you know, for mm-hmm. people to practice their swings and stuff. I used to go down there and, and throw against it all the time. And that's why I can't understand
2: with, uh, you know, because, you know, I... Well, that's the problem today. They don't throw enough. They're not throwing they don't build enough. build up their arm. That's, that's I don't know if right. you watched that uh, our show on MLB with, um, it's uh, about the pitching arm dilemma right. injury, it's been on a few times, and they had uh, Smoltz, Jim Cott, Tom House, a couple of doctors, and Bob Costas hosted, and they said they talked, he says, it's not so much pitching, it's throwing. Yeah. You know, these guys just pitch now. Right. They don't throw enough. Yeah, nowadays, they're, you
1: know what, they're, they're conditioned to, you know, try to throw 100 miles an hour for six hours. Right,
2: right. And then that's if, it. If you're 9, 10, 10 or 12 years old, yeah. they're going to do that to you, too, right. on top of them. Um They don't understand, you know, we have limitations. But, see, the kids play in more than one league now, from yeah. what I understand. So oh, yeah. You keep track of it. You know, because when I pitched in a little league, you can only pitch so many innings a week. That right. was it. That right. was the rule. You know, I still think they have it because I know in the, in the little league World Series, you can only pitch so many innings. So right. it's still part of it. But I don't think the kids throwing it. Like I said, we used to throw against the wall. We oh, used yeah. to throw all the time. You know, just play catch. It isn't yeah. pitching. Just throwing. Well, I, that's like
1: a lot of the fundamentals too. Like, I'm fortunate. My my son plays, uh, you know, freshman high school. You know, he's a freshman in high school and stuff. And he's uh, he's he's very quick and he's a good base runner. But he plays. He got his kids to play pickle. Kids don't play pickle anymore.
2: Right. Well, you know, yeah. they took the, they took a lot of the yeah. things like bongo. They took uh, pepper games. Oh, those pe- right. They don't they don't allow pepper. We had to play pepper every day. Oh, yeah. And, and we organized because. It helped your fielding, helped your reflexes. Oh, it just okay. kept you moving, you know. And a lot of kids today don't play more. You know, they said the kids used to play a lot more sports back then. You know, right. they didn't just play baseball year round. Right. You know, they learned to play football, learn right. how to take a hit, learn yeah. how to build up. You know, uh, now that the exercises that they do and the like, they they're too lean. Everybody's got yeah. you know, all muscle, and there's nothing there to protect the rest of the body yeah. like we had. I mean, a little body fat is okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I can go on to that forever. I mean, uh, they yeah. ask me all the time. I'm going, you know, they, they, they limit the amount of innings they pitch. They limit the amount of pitches they pitch. Well, like Cot, they said it's not working. Yeah. You know, it's not working. It, you know, heck, I used to pitch 250 innings. Oh, I know. 60 innings, guys. He
1: used to 300 innings. I know, I was He's looking at uh, Denny, Mc, Denny McLean through a couple 300 innings.
2: Uh, oh, Jesus, you know, yeah. like uh, him and uh, Carlton and Teon and yeah. uh, you can name Ferguson Jenkins, oh, yeah. uh, Warren Spahn. All these guys used to do 250, 290, 300 right. innings. They pitched for 20 years. Right, right. And they completely changed Why, change why it? Why'd they change it, I, other than the money? It's yeah. the money is what's done it. Oh, it's all about They've the money. got so right much now. invested in a guy, oh, we don't want him to get hurt, so let's, let's easy... It didn't work with Strasburg. It right. didn't work with Hernandez. They're both now for Hernandez. I mean, yeah. You know, they babied them. They said, "Okay, we'll be careful. We'll make sure they don't throw too much." Both of them, Tommy John. Yeah. And oh. this oblique thing. What about this oblique injury? that's Oh, I that's the same thing. About it has to do with muscle because yeah. guys are now lean. They work out so much. Right. That it's oblique, and the other one is the um um. There's one other injury that they always have now. Yeah. It's the that I'm. God, we never had those before. Right. So, it's, I don't know. Yeah. They aren't going to listen to me, and they aren't going to listen to the old timers. But. That's, yeah, that, that's <laughs> a shame they should. But they all wanted to get together. The show was interesting. An hour. You never oh, get a chance. Yeah. Because they talked about it. Why not get the doctors? Why not get the, all the people together to oh. talk about this? Right. Uh. Because Tommy, Tommy House has got a lot of, you know, kids aren't developed at 10 or 12 years old to throw a hundred throw heart like oh, that. Oh, no. You know, they gotta, you got to let your body... Your muscles and parts of the, because he studied all the physics
1: of, Oh yeah. You know? Well, he has all those books on pitching. You know, the Bible of pitching. I think he. Was, yeah, like right.
2: right. Mike Marshall and kinesiology. Yeah. Oh yeah. I played ball with Mike. Oh, did you? Yeah. And when oh, did yeah. You we play played in the that? minor league. I, Marshall, I played oh. with him in the minor league. Oh, okay. Uh, in uh, till, in uh, two years, I played in Detroit organization in, uh, oh, okay. and. Oh, Sixty-seven and sixty-eight we both he he played double-a ball with me in double-a and when he didn't pitch he played short because he was he converted later on he was uh, uh i played every day for a while right and then um he pitched, uh, yeah, I think he pitched in AA in with Montgomery, and, and, Gummer, yeah, and he had 300 and won 15 games. Wow. No. <laughs> that's not not it. Bad. <laughs> but he was crazy of talking. I mean, I didn't understand half of what he yeah. was talking about, but that's how he trained his arm to throw that screwball. He worked on it. All through the minor league,
1: and he never had arm Just,
2: problems, right? No, 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 no. That's that's you know. I well, mean, because he, he had a different philosophy on how to throw, you know, right. and most of them shake their heads at it, you know. Yeah. And you what know, he pitched hundred and hundred games one year. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, he set the, he set the standard for that. I think he probably still holds the record. I know there's oh, been no, a couple. Break that. Yeah, really. So I mean, when, back then when closers used to pitch two or three innings, now it's okay. one inning, and oh, we can't pitch him two more, yeah. can't pitch him three days in a row, you know. Well, you know, you know who I and and
1: I tell you know I've coached around here for for years. I've, I I I recently stopped because you know my son's now. In Where I, do you live? I live out in New Jersey. Oh, okay, but um. Yeah, you know, I, t- I I would tell the kids about the relief pitchers, uh, you know, none of this, like, ninth inning saves. Mar- Dave, I used to pitch two or three innings. I yeah. had four innings saves a few yeah. times. Well, that's like, um, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with, you remember Dave Justy, the pitch with the All bar? Right. Yeah, we, we talk about he says, you know, a lot of times Murtal would bring him in in the sixth inning, you know, like six you know, like two outs in the sixth inning and bring him in and you know, he'd finish the game. I mean it's not like, you know, now they start playing Here Comes the Salmon and Mariano comes yeah. in <laughs> It's
2: like you <laughs> so know Lakers the whole, League was kind of the start of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, that's um, true. So by the way, do you know who do you know Bob Solomon? Mm-hmm. no, I don't. No. Okay, he's the one that's um I helped him in that book, uh, uh, the the children's book about baseball. Oh,
1: no, I didn't know
2: about that. Um, A Glove of Their Own. Oh, okay. And then he started another one. He's got another one. The first one was a couple of uh, Little League mothers actually wrote a poem. Right. And then uh, he came up because he coached Little League in New Jersey. I'm not exactly, I know it's along the shore somewhere. Oh, okay. See, I'm up north. I'm up like. Close to Pennsylvania there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, know, but I know New Jersey isn't big, but it's still, no. you know, but he's uh, on Facebook. Uh, oh, okay. He's the one that contacted me about, asked me if I'd endorse that. You know, and he sent me a copy of this book, and it yeah. made me tear up because it's about, Playing Little League baseball back in the Sandlot days when, you know, when you didn't have a field, you used a tree for home play. Oh, sure. The bases were stones or whatever, and everybody shared gloves. Well, these Little League mothers, I guess, how it all started was one of the Little League's kids was having his birthday. And he went up to his mother and said, instead of having the kids bring me a gift, why don't you ask them to bring some of their old baseball equipment. So we could give it to some of the other kids that don't have anything. Oh, wow. So they wrote this poem. And then now it's a book about this little story about playing in the sandlot and this older gentleman was watching them play and seeing that they all didn't have equipment. One day he went home and went upstairs in his attic and his kids were all grown up and he found some old baseball equipment that they had when they were kids. And he brought it to the field and gave it to these kids to use it. And he said, the only thing that I ask you is that you pass it all on right. to kids later on to play it forward. And so that's how it all, now it's been used to bring to raise money for charity. Wow. Now, all the money raised in this book was to raise money. And a lot of the former players, Tommy John, is involved in it. I was kind of the first one that he connected with on Facebook. Right. And I kind of... Went around to and, um, to other players and, and told them about it, and he got a lot of endorsements, and a lot of them have their own charities. So, you know, there's, you know, it's a long, I mean, yeah. I'm going into this, but yeah. you can put your own charity on the fa- on the website, right? And you can designate when you buy the book, three dollars goes to your favorite charity, and you can go in the back. And designate what charity you want it to go because there's a code for each one. So that's how it all started. I'd well, to check that out. It's 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 called the glove of their own. You can see it the website. That's what okay. it's called. Okay. And but Bob Solomon is on Facebook. He yeah. he promotes it. He's been involved in New Jer- around the New Jersey area for a long time. Him Roy White's involved in it. Oh, okay. There's quite a few former players that uh, are a part of it. But yeah. just because you said New Jersey, I thought maybe you might. Yeah, I, I've heard his name.
1: I I don't know if I did friend him on because I friended a, a lot of people that were involved with books that were on Facebook uh yeah well they actually
2: wrote another he quote, co-authored with a football player the same thing involving football NFL players so oh, okay um another foot forward I forget what it is I haven't seen it all but anyhow
1: yeah
2: um you might want to yeah definitely maybe I'll try to make uh, contact with him and yeah he, yeah he he likes any kind of help he can get with promoting it yeah. or you know other things I and mean, he's been trying to get a, a deal a long time right and uh, you know he got it published which was a big right. thing so right it's a really nice little book for kids yeah you know, it was not it's very easy reading and um it's kind of cool okay huh. but it, actually when i read it i got teared up because it reminded me a little when i was a little kid you know wow so anyhow i'll yeah. go back to what <laughs> oh okay um well let's see you, you told me when uh when you you know, my playing. dad had a lot to do with a lot of I You know, he was play catch. He, he, um, one of the other funny things, if I made a bad throw, um, you know, where he couldn't catch it, I had to go chase it. <laughs> you know, and so I think that helped me in control because I always had good control because I got tired of chasing the ball. Oh, Just sure. So right. <laughs> but well, he was my coach after. Uh, One year, uh, the next year that coach left, and my dad kind of took over coaching the Little League, and he coached me up and through, I was, uh, there was a Pee Wee and then Junior League until I was about 14 or 15. Okay, that sounds like with with me, with my son,
1: I started, you know, when he was five to, you know, just, uh, well, Junior League.
2: You know, and I was good, but, you know, he he always heard these things that I played because... He was a coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. So he said, okay, you're on your own. I'm tired of hearing all this, and the rest is history, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you get um, discovered? I mean, what was your uh, journey to uh,
2: professional probably, baseball? Probably high. I mean, high school and summer league. You know, we played high school, which was very short right. in Ohio. Right. You know? <laughs> we didn't have a long season. Well, that's like and then you played in the summer in uh, you know your uh, uh, Connie Mack leagues and senior not. They called the senior Knot hole or something right. like that. Yeah. And uh, so you know they used to come out and watch me play in high school, the scouts, back then in the summer, you know, and uh, they had bird dogs uh, in every town. In fact, some of them were even coaches for some of the summer leagues were actually bird dog uh, scouts for the teams. And uh, so we used to go out, there was a kind of a, there was kind of a, in Toledo, there was a kind of an adult league. It was uh, in the summer and uh, The night games, and I used to go out there and watch them. And um, my my, one of the the manager, one of the teams, um, what the heck was it? Dunbar. That's what it was. Dunbar Drillers was a bird dog for the Tigers. Okay. He scouted for the Tigers, and my dad had told him that um, about me. And of course, I was too young yet to play in that league. Yeah. But he the coach let me go out and play Shag Fly Balls the first year when I was out there. And (laughs) the the next year, um, they let me throw batting practice, you know. And uh, a couple years later, I ended up playing because it was like 16, 17 year olds, you know. And so he scouted, he was scouted, and the other team scouted me. And then in high school, they used to... Come and talk to my dad. Say they were, you know, interested in signing me because there wasn't a draft yet. Right. See, this was the last year. in 1960, 1964 was the last year before they went to the draft. Oh, okay. After that was a, a draft. So you, right. you know, you could have as many teams scouting you and wanting to sign you and you just picked who you wanted to sign with right back right. then. So, you know, I was a big Tiger fan and the Red Sox scouted me, Pittsburgh, there was about eight teams that were scouting me, you know, at the time. And they came around to the house and sat in your sat in your living room, sat in the dining room and said, you know, came proposed numbers or what they signed you for. Da, 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 da. And uh, Boston for Boston, it offered the most money. Okay. But I just told my dad, I said, you know, I wanted to play for Detroit so bad. Right. That that's who I signed with, the Tigers. Um, but I went to uh, college for a year. Right. Before I actually signed, you know, they said, well, you know, one, you know they arranged and I got a scholarship to the University of Detroit, free ride, and. Um, I played. I went there for one year, and you couldn't play as a freshman. All you could do is work out with the team. So I did that for a year, and then I told dad I said I want to sign. So after my freshman year, I signed with the Tigers in the in the fall of sixty four. Hey, did your um... when I, they sent me to instructional league down in Florida uh, to play in that winter league down there for a couple of months? Did your path uh, your path uh, cross with Jim Rooker?
1: No. Okay, I I thinking, played together. Oh, yeah. oh, you did play with Jim, and, then, well, we and then played, he, I
2: played together many years. He was, and then he went yeah. to Kansas. You got, he played with you we went Kansas? to Kansas City together. Together too. We were both drafted the same year in the expansion. Oh, okay. We were in Toledo. We were in AAA together too. You know that. Yeah. He was a little bit ahead of me, right? Because he was a little older, but he wasn't a pitcher originally. He yeah, was, an, was outfielder. an outfielder, right?
1: right yeah i met him uh my, my wife sent me to uh pirates dream week in 93 oh, yeah jim was one of the guys down there you know i'm a yeah. huge i'm a huge pittsburgh pirate fan but oh, okay yeah and um I talked to Jim, you know, because Jim has a couple books, too.
2: Yeah, he wrote some books, too. I talked about it uh, at a uh, golf tournament. Now, he lives in Jacksonville. Right, he lives there, right. Yeah, that's, so wait, He wait. was over in Ocala. We played in the golf tournament, and, and I had uh, seen it. But, uh, you know, I had mentioned I told him I saw it on Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played together a couple of years. We were in the Instructional League together several years in Clearwater. You know, he was quite a character. Oh, a I money. bet you he was. He was a wild man. Oh, I wild bet you he was. Man. Yeah. I played together with him when he went crazy yeah. in, uh, in, in Kansas City a couple of times on yeah. the road in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid to fight you, that's for sure. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, he went wacko one year in Kansas City when he was like about 3 and 12. Oh, uh, yeah. He had a bad team. Yeah, he didn't have a very good team, so it was kind of hard for us. Well, you had that great you had that great year in uh, what seventy one. Seventy one. Yep. Yeah. Now what I was it? Twenty with a good. I mean, with a really. Decent. We were decent, but yeah. we didn't score many runs, and um, that's you know, we didn't have much on defense at the time until we finally got Otis. Yeah. we got Otis and Potek. Yeah, uh, I was going to say you had Freddie Potek, right? And we got Potek and Bob Johnson from the Pirates. Right. You remember that? Remember? Yeah, and, yeah. And Cookie Rojas came in, yeah. we had a pretty good. We ended up with a pretty good up the middle with Otis and Patek and Rojas. You know, did they... you have,
1: did you play with John and Wasn't oh, yeah. Hurt? Yeah, John yeah, Maker. He came
2: a little later. He came in 72, I
1: think, yeah. or three. Yeah, his kid, his kid, yeah, I live, well, where I live, I live across the river from Easton, Pennsylvania, so I get the Philly games, the Mets games, and the Yankee games. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like his son and stuff, yeah, I used to watch him yeah. play AAA over in uh, Lehigh Valley. But oh, okay. um, I've been yeah. hoping, you know, I've been you know, wishing he would do well in the, the majors, he just gets, yeah, he never gets, he never does, he, he you know. I mean, he gets, he, they bring him up, and he looks, he looks okay,
2: and it's just, uh, it's hard, people, know, I know realize, it's hard, it's hard, just like, you know, there's a lot of prospects, everybody talks yeah. about these great prospects, right, well, a lot of them don't make, a lot of them don't pan out, you know, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, being a Pirate fan, I know that from, you know, like, the 20 years, you, about it. yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy, um, about it yeah I've been to Williamsport a few times oh okay I played in the golf tournament up there um they have the um, alumni alumni had his golf tournament up there in Williamsport oh, okay. about a month before the uh the uh the Little League World Series oh, so yeah. I never really was there but about three years ago Bob Solomon was talking about again yeah he got he got a deal where we got in the museum and he had uh, the book there and he had the two ladies that wrote it Right and him and he had me there to autograph it so we were there all during the Little League World Series which was just a great experience Oh, that! Me. I, I mean, to see ten, twelve thousand 12,000 people at every game you know oh. it's quite a quite a facility that they have
1: You know, this year's the 75th anniversary of the World uh, Little League Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah it's going to be a big thing because uh, I I um, I know this uh, Caroline King. I don't know if you heard of her. She's the one that, that uh, up in Ypsilanti, Michigan. She's the one that they sued uh, so girls could play Little literally. Oh really? Yeah, I ended up, well, the way I knew her or got to meet her is a lady that from my town and stuff says, oh, Bob, she says, you like you know you like baseball a, a girlfriend of mine you know and she told me this story so i'd be interested in and in reading about it so i talked to her on the phone and and the whole thing is is they made her out to be this trailblazer and all that she says she says bob i was a tomboy all i wanted to do was play baseball they used they used her as a they used her as a pawn like you know and, you know but uh but she was telling me that that you know, there's a thing that's gonna be on PBS about it, and she's her story's prominent. You know, it plays a part
2: in it, and you know things like that. But okay, but um, so there, and then I was up in Scranton, wilkesbury about five years. ago We had a they had the Red Sox Yankee 1978 reunion. Oh, Triple had a bunch of us there, so they blew us all into Scranton-Wilkesbury for a couple of nights. Yeah, that, that's what, m- music uh, Pennsylvania. I used to go huh? to game. I think it's called, that's music
1: Pennsylvania, up there. I know it's Scranton, but it's actually the township uh, next to it is, uh, you know. That used, oh. used to be the Phillies' uh, foreign team. Right,
2: it was for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, crazy yeah. When they moved, like, some of these places, why did they move? I guess they're closer to New York or whatever yeah. I know.
1: Yeah, that's the whole thing they want to try so they can call people up real quick. But I mean, now, I mean, it,
2: it takes nothing to get from, you know, one place to another. You know. Oh, no. I'm in New England, and I go to Boston uh, pretty much every summer now. Oh, okay. Uh, right middle of June to July, I head up to New England. <laughs> I stay with a good friend of mine that lives in Providence, and I, <laughs> I enjoy that. Oh, so, yeah. The summer. It was just a great place to be in the summer, you know. Now was Boston, was, Boston oh, Boston, your, uh, was Boston? your favorite place to play, or? Yeah, Kansas City was, but I mean Boston overall was. Yeah. yeah. It was just so much there—history and, oh, and yeah. so many good teams and the World Series and. Oh yeah. They're they're they uh kind of really pay attention to former players there. They do a lot. They invited us all back to the. Hundred-year reunion to the, and uh, it's funny how the Royals. You know, I was part of the original Kansas City Royals, and they do very little. I mean, they don't do anything. Really? It's been forty-five years coming up. Yeah. Forty. No, forty. 1960, no. 45 years. it would be
1: 45 no. years next this year. Did they always play in the same stadium? Because I got a chance to go to uh, Kauffman Stadium out there one year.
2: Oh, they had the old municipal stadium for the first four years. Oh, is that where the Athletics played? That's where the A's played, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: it was the old municipal stadium for first four years. Oh, okay, because uh, my wife has relatives out in uh, Kansas, and uh, we... You know, we went for a, out for a wedding, and you know, they knew I liked baseball, and they they got tickets to see the Royals play. So I got a chance. That That's was a beautiful conflict. stadium. That complex they have there. Oh uh, no yeah, way. and then Arrowhead Stadium right there, and you know, yeah, that was pretty nice. Some of the
2: some of the players helped build that, believe it or not. Get out of here, Really? In the wintertime, a few of the players worked that construction to build Royal Stadium. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um. Did you have any um,
1: influences when when you played in the majors? Was there any pitcher that you looked up to, or anybody that helped give you advice?
2: Or well, uh, I came up to the Tiger organization, and uh, Johnny Sain was the pitching coach. Oh, well, that's a good one. I, right? There in the big leagues, he came he came down to uh, the instructional <laughs> excuse me instructional league and worked with all the young kids. Right. And Influence on me, on on pitching, throwing. He was the one of the guys that really professed throwing all the time, playing catch in between, and he taught me in about a week how to throw a slider. Oh yeah, I I I didn't have any really much of a breaking ball when I signed, um, but he came down there and taught me how to throw little cutters and little sliders and to do with my progression i mean he helped me just by those few things of throwing a lot and how to throw a slider I think it really helped me. To, I mean, he had a lot to do with
1: it. I'll tell you, I bet you he would have went nuts uh, nowadays if he, he heard all about with that. That's but what it, Jim Cott said, because he had a big influence on Cott, too. He had an influence on everybody, I think. Because, you know, it seems like any pitcher I've ever ever spoke to, they, they mention Johnny
2: sometime, you know, somewhere I'm, in the conversation. He worked with a lot of – he worked with the White Sox. He worked with the Braves. Right. The organization. You know, he was with Detroit early on, my, you know, the early times. Yep. Yeah. He just, I don't know, there was something, he, he, he got through to a lot of guys. Oh, yeah. He, see, he taught movement. Right. He said the most important part is getting the ball to move, you know, a right. little bit. It didn't have to be a lot. And it had a lot to do with my success. Oh, You yeah. know? Yeah. Now everybody, they got to throw 100 miles an hour. Right, right. <laughs> I know. I know exactly that. He had a lot. He helped me. He had a lot. As far as. In the big leagues, um, because I went to an expansion team, we didn't have any really better. Mo Drabowski was there. Okay. Um, and he threw us nothing but a slider, and you know he helped a little bit. And um, Galen Cisco was there. That up being a pitching coach later on. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, um, well. but those those can, you know after you get to a certain point you kind of go your own way and right. We talked a lot. I mean, I talked a lot. You know, when, in Boston with Louis Tion, you know, yeah. we talked a lot about it, and he he had a lot to do with movement and how he how he made the ball move, and so those were things that we worked on. Now what about the um
1: the uh, mental aspect of uh of pitching you know was
2: Bob I don't know is there a lot of that I have it? I don't know whether it was hard ingrained in me yeah but I always had that okay you know so it's like second nature like they always talk about rookie pitchers coming up how they have to learn right um and they have to be taught. They, all these guys have to work with them. It may be true. I don't. I don't know what was the way I came up to the Tiger organization. Yeah. Um, the way they went about it, uh, working with everybody. You went to A ball, and no matter how good you did, the next year you were in Double A. And I did that. I won fifteen games in A ball. Right. Here I was in Double A. I won fifteen games in Double A ball.
0: The phrase, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, is meant to indicate how children's qualities and talents are similar to their parents. So, to honor my dad and his influence on me concerning baseball, I named this podcast The Baseball Doesn't Fall Far From the Tree, in his honor. If you have any questions about today's program, you can contact us via email at rvhurte at gmail.com. And if you're interested in our new book, Intelligent Influence in Baseball, you can also send us an email, and we will let you know how you can order it. In the immortal words of the famous baseball journalist, Red Smith, Baseball is a dull game only for those with dull minds.